Benifer is back. Brad and Jen are friends again. And Paris Hilton is somehow still making headlines. 20 years later, we're living in the world that the 2000s tabloids created. On this series, I'm going to tell you the story of a decade of American life through the trash we love to consume. From Spotify and the Ringer Podcast Network, I'm Claire Malone, and this is Just Like Us, the tabloids that changed America. Listen on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian, tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Welcome to Tea Time. This is a weekly pop culture podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Hallowell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. And today we're checking in with celebrities on Valentine's Day. Some quick check-ins, so other check-ins, and uh, 20 years of Crossroads. What a pod. Just <laughs> packed full this week, you guys. Yeah. Oh, really um, yes. The first category Tea Time checks in with celebs on V-Day. I feel like we expected them to do a bit more. There's still a lot here, but I wanted to see, um, I wanted to see more. I wanted to see a moat being built outside of a celebrity's home. I wanted like lavish, but we'll get into it. Um, So Tea Time is checking in with celebs on V-Day. We're starting strong though. This might be the best thing that came out of this week. Amelia? Yes. So Jennifer Lopez shared this, um, I don't even know how to, call it other than a fake music video uh, to everyone who's on her newsletter. And she prefaced it by saying, um, this is a music video. It seriously melted my heart. Watching it made me think about the journey of true love. It's unexpected twists and turns and that when it's real, it can actually last forever. And wow. What did, I, I know. Sorry. sorry. Wow. No, okay, no, it, please. It's yeah. <laughs> and she said that the video which I will explain in a second, is very special and personal and that she would have normally only shared it with her inner circle, but she just loves it so much. She appreciated it so much that she wanted to share it for the whole world. And what it is, is an early Valentine's Day gift from Ben Affleck. Yes, the man, the Oscar winning filmmaker (laughs) made a personalized music video for 
the song On My Way from her new movie, Marry Me. And he titles it On My Way, the remix to 1422. Oh my God. And what it is, is the video is her actual music video for On My Way, interstitched with literally just snippets of the two of them from their first time around in the early 2000s. So we're talking paparazzi shots, red carpet photographs. There's some childhood photos of J-Lo. We've got <laughs> videos from the set of Geely and Jenny up wow. from the block. Yeah. Wow. And then we also randomly have behind the scenes footage from what appears to be the set of Goodwill Hunting, which I think is several years prior to when they first <laughs> met. Um, and I think it, it is the set of Goodwill Hunting I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Uh, do you guys? Because it appears like, to be. Yeah, because yeah. there's a lot of Matt Damon in this video. <laughs> <laughs> he makes several appearances throughout it's this the four second video. great love of his life. So of it's, course yeah. that's have so to. true. <laughs> but this video is just. It reminds me. I was talking in Slack. It reminds me of like the Pam and Tommy sex tape because it was clearly never meant. I don't think for public consumption because it is you so. Think? <laughs> It's so embarrassing, but it's something you do when you're just like really in love with someone and you just want to give them a homemade gift, I okay. guess. Okay, go, go ahead, ahead, Kate. Okay, I just have to ask, like as devil's advocate, are we sure this isn't just promo and he never I even know. saw this video? Like, do we think Ben Affleck Kate. actually went into iMovie and spliced these together and watched You would ask her- that, you Scrooge. I mean, she's actively promoting this movie (laughs) and he didn't choose a good song. He chose her new song that she's, you know, I just have to ask the brand. Amelia, let me ask you, how many times did you have to clarify that this was not fan made that actually in theory, Ben made this for her. And this came from JLo herself. This feels like something you would find deep in YouTube that you had sent to us, which is fine. And we would watch it. But the fact that this is real is mind blowing again. Like it's just every part of it. I can't believe it. It is mind-blowing. I don't even... Yeah, I mean, I could... Uh, to Kate's point, I could see them... But I just... It's so embarrassing. Yeah. It's like, like so oh, bad that it... It's it, so bad. There's it like a promo, lens flare like going on. Yeah. Um, I, there's weird fonts being used. Uh, there's a whole Ben dance sequence that looks like it is, again, from the set of Goodwill Hunting. It's just like so... <laughs> I don't eat off the cuff and just scrambled together that I, I don't, it's weird. I think maybe, maybe for her, it could be used as promo, mm-hmm. you know, because it's right. like this, but I think really, it's and maybe promo I, for him, <laughs> for him, this is like, this is real. Um, but I don't know. They're truly in love, obviously. Yeah. And mark my words, he will propose to her on the date he proposed 20 years ago. So wow. we will have to wait oh, until November. Now. Yeah, Incredible. we'll have to wait until Amelia, November. Amelia, that's such a good prediction. Thank you. Yeah. Wow. Okay. They I'm are committed that. to that they are. You know, narrative. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, true. Hey, huh. yeah, those are bold statements. Okay, I guess we can move on, move on. All yeah, right. This, um, is, Kate. <laughs> this is nothing, but we really wanted to talk about the video, so we made a category around it. Um, Cardi B got six Chanel bags from Offset. And six. Uh, it, to me, it's just like her love language is clearly just like receiving gifts because all yes. this man does is give her expensive <laughs> things and let her open them live on Instagram. And she loves it <laughs> and it works. And like she was opening these gifts and she was opening the bag and then he'd be like, here's another one. And then she'd open the bag and then he'd be like, there's one over there. And she'd open the bag and she was like, I don't know how to receive this kind of love. And I was like, you know what, Cardi? Like, I'm glad that that's what, I mean, obviously, you know, not the hugest fan of Offset, but I'm glad that like he understands that this is what she wants. 
is right. like this very public and like material display of wealth. And like, that's how she feels loved. <laughs> uh, and that's fine. Like he gave her a mansion, you know, last year, like, right. she, you know, they came home from the Super Bowl this year and he gave her like a room full of roses with like other gifts and it's working. And she's very overwhelmed it and is. happy and happy tears. And I'm like, you know what? I'm glad that like, you know her to the extent where like this works. Cause there are a lot yes. of people that like, that wouldn't, you know, appreciate that that much. You know what? I am into this more than I am the Kardashian route, which is filling the home with flowers that will rot. Like the waste of that, these Cardi, you know, can like hold on to these bags. And she was like, it was honestly, I mean, again, like not the hugest fan of him specifically, but he was like, you know, she'd open like this big, like black bag. And he was like, I know you love the big ones. Like I had to get you a big one. She was like, this is going to be my baby bag. So like there was like actual thought of like what she likes and appreciates and like, it does obviously happen to be very expensive bags, but like, it, you know, right. it wasn't a grand gesture just for the sake of a grand gesture, which I appreciate it. Can I ask you, is six too many? Does six like dilute like That's the bags what I was thinking themselves? too. Was like, is do like three or four. Three. Yeah. Yeah. A six is a like lot because then it's harder. like you forget about the first one and it's like, that's yeah. not, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah. I guess if, you know, you want it, you want people to write articles about how many bags you gave her, then you got it. This is coming from me and you who has like, we all have like the one single bag using to (laughs) death. So maybe she does need six bags and that's just- Yeah, we're not qualified to comment on the amount of bags that Cardi B needs. Um, But yeah, I'm glad that, you know, she's happy and it worked for them. Uh, On the other end of the spectrum, Dua Lipa, newly single, right before Valentine's Day, tough. Um, Except she was with Anwar, so really not that tough. Like, good for her. This week? This now? Oh, you mean no, no, no. Sorry, yeah, I, was yeah, like, yeah. I, I was like, oh God. Um, no, no, no. I got it. I got it. Yeah. So she, uh, last week, posted on her Instagram, which I follow. She's on tour. I'm invested. I'm excited to see her. And she posted on her Instagram and she was like, I did something this week that I've always wanted to do. And I was like, what, Dua? What did you do? And she went to dinner by herself. And I was like, mm. wow, that is something that normal people do all the time. Uh, and it was so unusual for her that she documented the experience on her new lifestyle site, <laughs> Service 95. She blogged about it. Oh. Someone took pictures of her, which I was like, I failed to see how this is alone um, if you are accompanied <laughs> by a photographer. But I guess it's the principle of, of eating by yourself. But she documented this entire meal and she went to a restaurant by herself and ate by herself and left and wrote about it. And she's always wanted to do that. I don't understand how someone reaches their 20s without having a meal in a restaurant by themselves, but maybe that's huh. just me. You guys eat by yourself sometimes, right? You go to a restaurant no. by yourself. No, I've literally never done that. Oh, you literally I'm too scared. That. I oh. wish I had the confidence and self-assurance to do it, not but I do like not. Not even like lunch? You don't like taking a book? And well, I haven't like, been outside in two years, but I guess well, now see, I would yeah. go and take a book and go eat somewhere alone. You go but, to like see a movie and you just like stop and get a bite before you go by yourself? <laughs> No, Liz has friends. This is the I guess, no. The I'm just and too scared to be alone with fiance. my thoughts. Um, yeah. Also, you know what I like about Dua is that she's like turning into like a little content queen. Like she's got a podcast. Yeah. She's <laughs> writing things. Like she's busy with so much other stuff. But I she's like that she's dedicating. On. Yeah, she's turning out true. content for the people. Yeah, nice. this did not we resonate with that. me, but maybe I just I guess it resonated with Liz. So brave, yeah, good for brave her, of her. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Um, also happening on Valentine's Day, Simone Biles got engaged. And I just love Yay. when this woman comes up in the news, um, especially in kind of like a, a dark Olympics period of yeah. time in the news. So I'm just like, was so happy to see her written up and everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. She's engaged to Jonathan Owens, um, who plays uh, as a safety with the Houston Texans. So another, you know, not as star athlete as Simone Biles, but 
an athlete, a professional sure. athlete. Um, it's a beautiful oval-shaped diamond ring. It looks so cute. Apparently, she's got a lot going on. She's like building a house with this man. She's playing wow. a wedding, got engaged. She's got a lot of things going on. But I'm just, in general, just so happy to see her. The happy cool. and smiling and written about. Yep. Um, She's thriving. So, yeah, she is thriving. So, that I just wanted her. to mention that. And then, I probably should have rearranged these. But we're back to, like, celebrities kind of um, <laughs> displays of affection for Valentine's Day. Um, two quick things. So, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like we've reached the peak of what I've um, of what their Kardashians can do with floral arrangements. I feel like we've seen it all now between... Travis Scott, Kanye, like everyone's partners have filled their homes with various floral arrangements. So Travis Barker has very big shoes to fill, but Courtney is a Disney adult. As we all know, it's well-documented. So he put Mickey and Minnie Mouse, like these enormous black statues in their home, like staring, Mickey and Minnie are like staring into each other's eyes and then they are surrounded by roses um, I don't know. This didn't hit that hard. Maybe it's because I don't I don't know the connection about the Disney to Kourtney Kardashian, but that was what he did. And that was written about a lot. And then also really quicker is that Pete Davidson sent Khloe Kardashian flowers. And I appreciate that. He's trying to win over the sisters. And I like it. Do you guys have thoughts? I just missed MGK and Megan Fox's presence. This Valentine's Day. You guys were on me for saying that they were annoying or they weren't annoying. But like we're saying that we needed more over the top dramatic celebrity things. That is true. And, you know, they posted some pictures together about like wearing their blood. But like I'm like, you guys, this was when you could have really shined, like shine, shown and done something (laughs) insane and taken advantage of your spotlight and your recent engagement. That's so true. And done something like literally crazy. And, you know, they kind of let me down. Which I guess is good that, you know, they weren't everywhere, but... You're so right. Well, this, yeah, this was their moment. I know. Damn. All right, maybe next year. We'll hold out hope for yeah. 2023. Okay, next category is Not Worth the Tea. This week in social media and relationship news, we're doing like a quick couple check-ins. Um, Kate, you go first. Okay, I plan for this to be short, and I simply don't know if I can make it short. But <laughs> Rachel Handler, uh, who we've talked about several times on this podcast, she's great. She does great work for Vulture. She did an oral history of Mamma Mia 2. Uh, <laughs> we previously cringe-moded the Mamma Mias. Uh, we loved right. Mamma Mia 2. I think we largely enjoyed it more than Mamma Mia 1. Big fans on the pod. I was thrilled to read this, and it honestly exceeded my expectations. I just have to give you some gems. She talked to pretty much everyone, I think, except like Cher and Meryl Streep, but everyone talked about Cher and Meryl Streep. So that was important. Right. First thing that was funny was talking about Cher. So they're like, we, we knew it had to be Cher. She didn't want to do it. She didn't even read the script. Finally, we got her to do it. So this director, Old Parker, talks about Cher showing up. And he goes, she arrives two days before we shoot. She comes in with a phalanx of managers and people, and she has these huge dark glasses on. She puts out her hand like this. So you can only kiss it. You can't shake her hand. It's an extraordinary thing. What? She's obviously <laughs> gracious and lovely and very humble as an actor, but part of being an icon is knowing you're an icon. I was like, yes, incredible. Wow. Um, wow. And they talked about when she did Fernando, they used the whole first take. Like, that's it. They just did it. And oh, wow. <laughs> he was like, I would never ask an actor over 70 again to learn another language. I guess she had some issues with the Spanish. Um, mm. But she literally, he goes, she turns up, she sings the song that has nothing to do with anything, but it's Cher. I was like, yes, you get it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Another just incredible thing about this is all they do is make fun of the guys. They oh. are absolutely savage across the board. First of all, when, Mama, when we watched the Mamma Mia's, I had some words about Dominic Cooper. 
that Liz did not agree with. Uh, basically what I said was like, he's hot, but he can't sing. And why did we choose him? Because there are a lot of people who are hot and can sing. And old Parker, director of this movie said the exact same thing. He goes, <laughs> astonishing decision in the first movie to hire people that couldn't sing. I remember when Dom Cooper turned up and couldn't sing. There's a whole bunch of young guys as handsome as Dom. Lovely as he is, really good guy, really good actor, but I'm sure they could have found someone that could sing. Wow. Fucking thank you. Thank wow. you. <laughs> The three guys, you know, Stellan Skarsgård, Colin Firth, uh, Pierce Brosnan had some incredible quotes in here talking about how they can't sing, how they didn't want to do it, how like, you know, they did their best and it was fun, but like they were super awkward. A lot of people talking about trying to get Colin Firth to dance during the super trooper thing at the end. And he was like, I can't. And they were like, he's not a natural mover. (laughs) And like they were trying to get the young version of him to like get him involved. Um, Incredible (sighs) stuff. They were also talking about Pierce Brosnan and they go, Pierce is the best. He has absolutely no ego or vanity whatsoever. Every time we shot Dancing Queen, the journey from the hotel, he'd just be off down the hill and we'd be like, wait, Pierce, action. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Which is incredible. Oh, that's Um, good. They were talking a lot of discussion around the super trooper number at the end when they're all in the like Lycra suits and ruffles. And so the three guys, Pierce, Colin and Stellan Skarsgård were talking about it. And, uh, they go, Pierce had, this is Stellan Skarsgård talking. He goes, Pierce had just finished doing Bond. And he said, God, I hope I don't run into Daniel Craig. Me and Colin, of course, said, well, it'll be good for him because then he'll know what his future looks like. <laughs> Brutal. That's funny. Um, they were like, Pierce just kept going. I have been James Bond while he was in the outfit. I was like, oh, no. Um, yeah, just some other stuff. Like they said that they don't call like the younger, the younger members who were like playing the younger versions of them were like, you don't call them the older cast. We call them the legacy cast. So like throughout it, they were like, we met the legacy cast. A lot of good stuff about like meeting the person that they were supposed to be imitating. Mm. And like the older actor being like completely unimpressed. Like Stellan Skarsgård was like, he looks nothing like me, but it doesn't matter. It's all fun and games. (laughs) Just like incredible stuff. Obviously like the, and it's funny in an oral history like this, because like, everyone's coming out in a different way and then they're all interspersed together. So like the younger cast will be like, it was so fun. Like we had all these parties and blah, blah. And then there's Andy Garcia. Who's like, I don't know about the parties. And then the more people <laughs> will talk about the parties. And then Andy Garcia is like, I went to a dinner sometimes. <laughs> like, why didn't we invite Andy Garcia? Um, so yeah, it's just really shadier and like more honest than I would have expected. Like nice. Christine Baranski has some gems. They, a bunch of them said that they want to do a third one. The director does not want to do a third one. Please, please. So we will see. But yeah, everyone was much more honest. And there are just some really funny quotes in here. So I highly recommend reading all of it. Nice. Um, The other highlight of print media, or I suppose online written media this week, is our girl Hunter Harris, um, who's been crushing her newsletter lately, took some time off and profiled Julia Fox, uh, you know, girl of the moment for Mm -hmm. the cut. And it's full of gems, uncut gems, if you will. I didn't mean to do that. Oh, geez. Um, uh, but <laughs> Boo. it's all about just like her moment. And it actually made me like her more. It made me like Julia more. Mm. She's very aware of like celebrity, I think. Mm-hmm. And kind of she says something about, I can't find it now, of course, but being like, you know, do your job. Give people something to talk about. Like yeah. people ask we're in a me pandemic. about my date. Yeah. Yes. Yes. We're in a pandemic. Like people are asking about my date. Like, of course I'm going to talk about it. Like do your job. I was like, yes, yeah. thank you. You get it. <laughs> you get it. Uh, but the funniest part of this to me, obviously this is a great profile, but it's accompanied by these pictures. And I was like, wow, these pictures are terrible. Like who, like she's 
posing on the street and she's got this crazy makeup and there's like no editing to it. It's very random. And she's by all this dirty snow. I was like, who did these pictures? And it was Jurgen Teller, iconic <laughs> king of terrible photography uh. who did the ones for W Mag that we always talk about where they're like on the street next to a car and like mm. James Corden is like next to a dumpster. Um, mm-hmm. And you can absolutely <laughs> tell as soon as you know that, that he did these pictures of Julia Fox, like laying in the street on a pile of dirty snow. I was like, yes, of course it's your <laughs> teller. Um, so yeah, I recommend reading this also because I don't know. I obviously she's, you know, she's all over TikTok. She had that interview where she's like, it was his muse and uncut gems. She is all over. <laughs> and I want to briefly talk about not her split with Kanye West, which did happen in case anyone yeah. has like been living under a rock, but instead her war against the Daily Mail on Instagram <laughs> stories, which is so funny because like Kate said, she is so aware and obviously is reading things, like reading everything that's written oh, about yeah. her, following like the narrative that's online um, mm-hmm. about their whole relationship and now their breakup. So she first, you know, the Daily Mail is claiming that she was, you know, tearfully jetting um, out of LAX alone, blah, 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 blah. And so she takes that article, posts it on Instagram, and it's like, at Daily Mail, y'all are straight trash. I haven't cried since 1997, and I especially <laughs> wouldn't cry over this. If anything, I've been laughing more than before. If I look like shit, it's because I got out of Terminal 1 and ran on foot to Terminal 7. So like, That'll do it. I, <laughs> wow. I really appreciate this. And then different Instagram story different time, not necessarily about the Daily Mail, but about this whole saga in general. Um, She's saying, the media would love to paint a picture of me as a sad, lonely woman crying on a plane, but it's not true. Why not see me for what I am, which is a number one hustler? I came up, y'all, LOL. Not only that, but Kanye and I are good terms. I have love for him, but I wasn't in love with the man. Jesus Christ, what do you guys think I am? 12 years old. Wow. So- I appreciate this. And also then at the end, I didn't realize she had a book coming out. Anyway, if you want the full tea, you're going to have to buy the book when it comes out. Uh, Like she is a hustler. She's clearly enjoying this. And like, you know, I'm not like, oh, we have to stand because I, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. my favorite person. But, you know, it is kind of refreshing to not, you know, I mean, you know, she's playing it up, but she's also being honest to an extent, which she's very transparent. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. So we will see what can, I don't know if this like things will continue to come out about this, but regardless, we'll probably be seeing and hearing a lot more of Julia Fox in the future. Um, And then quick other split news. I don't have as much thoughts on this because I never really cared for these two anyway, but Shanley (laughs) Woodley and Aaron Rodgers have called off their engagement just about a year after they announced it came as a big surprise. I cannot believe it's been a year, but um, quote, it was an amicable split. It just wasn't working. They're very different people with busy careers and they were obstacles that they couldn't surmount. Yeah. We all saw this coming. you guys have thoughts on this? Yeah. I mean, we said however many weeks ago, she was like laying the groundwork in the press where she was like, you know, they were doing interviews about how they don't agree on politics. I was like, they clearly are like laying, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Getting us ready for the split. Yeah. Uh, And there we are. I'm curious to see if she does like some really like image rehabilitation, like tries to distance herself from him, you know, because she is like definitely crazy, but I'm curious if she'll try to like pivot and, you know, be like, we never agreed, like blah, blah, blah. I guess we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I, yeah. I don't know. I know. That's, that's messy. I don't. I, oh. yeah. I don't love those two. All right. We're, <laughs> although we only have more curse. It only gets worse. Yeah. Oh, God. I, Go ahead. I just I want to say one thing about Aaron Rodgers. I do find it fascinating how quickly he has fallen from grace, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It happened mm-hmm. fast. It happened so fast because everyone was like, oh, my God, he's so he's smart and athletic. And, and then fun. he opened his mouth and turned out he's an idiot. Yeah. 
sad. Yeah. But also <laughs> that's what you get. But anyway, okay, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> you know what? I didn't even write this in there. Someone else gave it to me. Um, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Uh, Trisha Paytas is pregnant. And let me tell you, I'm genuinely worried for that child because not only is she unhinged and has a lot of a lot of issues. Her husband, Moses, is also crazy. And You'd it's have disturbing. To be to you have her. to be, yeah. So Amelia, I, is your fan base happy about this? Like what's the general you know, what is everyone just, else thinking? I don't really engage with her that much anymore. Ever since okay. she quit yeah. frenemies. Thank yeah. you. I was really upset with her because she had said it was such a good thing she had going and then she just ruined it. Uh yeah. But it's, I mean, I'm sure people, some people care out there. I don't know exactly who, (laughs) but, you know, and we were talking about how she had like the clear blue thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they always do. I highly doubt Clear Blue sponsored her. I think she's just trying to make it believe to people look look like they sponsored her. But I don't think anyone at Clear Blue would ever choose to sponsor Trisha Paytas. You never know. I'm pretty sure growing up, growing out of Trisha's Paytas content, Tea Time can evolve. This is good. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Also, very quick celebrity Big Brother update. Um, You know, every time I I feel like we're like, we will not talk about Celebrity Big Brother because they duped us. But then crazy stuff happens. And Mm -hmm. I just want to quickly, just briefly discuss, I guess, Todrick Hall, Taylor Swift's best friend, or so he says. (laughs) He is still in the house. He's conniving. He's scheming his way to the top and people are calling him out on it. They're like, wow, you're actually an evil person. Um, And recently he was talking about how he's upset that people are turning against him. And he said something related to the fact that he tried to buy the Wicked Witch's hat for $250,000. So he's talking about uh, Chris Kirkpatrick, who got voted out. And he's saying, Chris is talking about how everyone in the house is talking about how I almost bought the Wicked Witch's hat for $250,000. Todrick began referencing his desire to purchase a piece of memorabilia from the Wizard of Oz. And this is from Screen Rant. I've worked really, really hard to make the millions of dollars I've made. I'm not going to feel bad that I want to buy nice things. And Nice I'm- things? Okay, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I know you have a cough. I shouldn't try to make you laugh. <laughs> I just I I just I mean I, he annoys me but just the fact that he tried to buy the wicked witch's hat from the wizard of oz for $250,000 just it's just like a combination of words that I never thought would yeah. make it onto Question. paper yeah does that seem low for an iconic piece of movie you know memorabilia. What? It like, does kind of seem not, like, It's not like it's the red slippers. Like the red slippers are probably like millions. But like the witch's hat is a pretty significant it is. item from like what is the one of the greatest of movies ever. It seems like 250000 is low. Maybe. I don't know. Because you know how the slippers, there are several versions of them mm. around. Maybe yeah. there are several versions of oh, the so hat. It's like one of so, many. Okay, yeah, maybe. Also, do you think like the estate or whoever oh, like would just give it to Todrick Hall? I don't know. Is that is that for sale just to anyone? I guess. You know, they have like those sites that like sell like iconic oh, like, yes. movie props. Yeah. Remember when um the right. David Hasselbeck <laughs> from SpongeBob or David David yes. Hasselhoff said Hasselbeck. Yes. David Hasselhoff from SpongeBob prop and we were like kept keeping an eye on that auction. Maybe it's that site. <laughs> oh oh my gosh. Oh my god. That I forgot about that. Ago. Good memory. Yeah. Wow. But it's just like of all people 
to buy the it's Wicked crazy. Witch's hat. Seems it seems like you know, even though this is a crazy statement, it seems like he would be the one to do it. So yeah, wow. I don't know. It's yeah, true. that was a really good tidbit. Thank you, Elia. Hey, anytime. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Okay, we're moving on to cringe mode. I'm really excited about this. We're doing Crossroads, the 2002 classic. It's the 20th anniversary this week, actually. So Mm -hmm. fingers on the pulse. Um, How did we get to this movie? Is it because of the anniversary? Did we just pick it out of a hat? Okay. You know, I think it's been on our list for a while just because it, you know, I mean, it's very tea time core uh, in terms of the Britney Spears of it all and the teen girls of it all. Um, But yeah, I think we were waiting. We knew the anniversary was coming, so we waited to be timely. It's lovely. True. Kate, do you want to do the plot of Crossroads? <sighs> I can try. Actually, a lot happens in this movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I had never seen this before. Amelia, I'm sure you had oh, seen wow. it, right? Yeah, but a long time ago. Yeah. Liz, you had not either, right? Nope. Okay, so this is new viewing for us. Um, Crossroads <laughs> 2002 stars Britney Spears, Zoe Saldana, and Taryn Manning. Mm. Uh, they're childhood friends. They grow up, grow apart. They're not friends anymore in high school. Uh, Britney Spears is a very nerdy valedictorian virgin, mm-hmm. which is hilarious, but I'll talk about that later. Zoe Saldana is like the popular girl, kind of mean. 
And then Taryn Manning is like lives in a trailer park and she's five months pregnant. She's like has some personal issues in her life. She always plays those roles. She gets pigeonholed into those roles. It's true, but she's good at them. She is. Um, So they decide that, you know, they're not happy at the night of graduation. They're not happy with the way that their lives have gone. So they decide to drive to Los Angeles with this guy, Ben, uh, played by Anson Mount. And Lucy wants to find her mother. Britney Spears wants to find her mother in uh, Tucson, Arizona. She lives with mm-hmm. her dad. Mm-hmm. Um, Zoe Saldana wants to meet her fiance who goes to UCLA. And then Taryn Manning is going to like go work for a record company in LA. So they have big plans for their life. It's a road trip movie for the most part. Right. They get into all sorts of stuff on the road. They have to sing to make money because it stars Britney Spears. So, like you have to do right. that. Mm-hmm. Um, they get there. All sorts of stuff goes wrong. Uh, it actually gets really dark. Uh, it turns out that Zoe Saldana's boyfriend raped Taryn Manning's character at a party and that's how she got pregnant. And then she like falls down the stairs and loses the baby. And it's like, oh my God, yeah. I thought this was a TV really? romance movie or a rom-com. Yeah. Um, Britney Spears' mom doesn't want her. Kim Cattrall doesn't want her. I'm like, what is <sighs> happening? Um, but anyway, it turns out Britney Spears like sings this song that this guy that she loves wrote, uh, I'm not a girl, not yet a woman. Classic. Uh, mm. They rebury the wish box. Um, and focus on their friendship and their growth as women. It's so, true. Yeah. Well done, Kate. That Quite the good. movie. Yeah. That, that was good. <laughs> that was good. Should we get into some highlights? Let's do it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I Just off the bat, and I think people have been talking about this, and I, I read several articles, and Kaya put in a great one in our Slack, but um, it, this, was, this movie was just a really great star vehicle for Britney. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I guess she came to Shonda Rhimes with the idea that she wanted to do a movie, she wanted to capitalize on her enormous success. Uh, it came out, so she had already had two, like, you know, number one iconic albums. Her third uh, album was going to come out in October of this year. Of course, this movie came out uh, in February. So she was, you know, on her way to even greater heights than she had already achieved. And uh, her team was like, we got to do it. We got to do this movie. So that's what happened. And again, you know, they make her into this perfect Southern girl, you know, small town. And she is shot up to stardom. And the entire narrative that's being built here is just, I think, completely fascinating. And just shows off Britney's acting chops. Honestly, she's not a bad actress. Okay, I just Mm want to point that out to everyone. And this movie, while critically panned for reasons we can all assume, because it's like, you know who was critiquing movies back then? Old white men, right? And this movie is not for them. Sorry. Not everything revolves around you. Um, And it was for young teen girls. And young teen girls answered by going to the movies. And this uh, made a bunch of money at the box office, actually. Mm-hmm. So suck it. Mm-hmm. And it's just, <laughs> sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm like uh, sick and I have like cold medicine <laughs> coursing through my veins it's and good. I sound insane. But I do find it also interesting that you can see them, uh, you know, using like m- we get Madonna's uh, Madonna song in the beginning. We get mm. a Shania Twain song. Mm. And again, she's using the I'm not a girl, not yet a woman song in here. And it's again, it's all kind of leading up to just making Britney a giant star. And, yeah. you know, it's great. I just I I don't know. I have so much respect for her. And 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 I love that people are beginning to reexamine this movie. You know, yeah, so. it's a cult classic. 
It is Agreed. a cult classic. Um, and then also, I just quickly want to shout out uh, one of the all-time great road trip freakouts in this film. When Ben, who's played by Anson Mount, who I don't know if you, have you guys ever seen the AMC series Hell on Wheels? <laughs> no, but I am familiar with him as an actor. So. Okay, yeah, he's a... <laughs> yeah. He's, a he's doing okay. So- he's booked and busy. Yeah, and apparently he's going to be... He's doing okay. He's doing okay. Well, he is... I I heard that they just announced that he's going to be in reprising some role, Marvel role he had in the mm. new Doctor oh. Strange movie. So good for him. Good for him. Yeah. But anyway, so he gets out of the car and he kicks the air a thousand times and he's like, I'm a guy in a car with a bunch of women. And it's just like... What? But it's it's funny. I don't know. It's just like it's so stupid. But it's a very random it. scene. It's a very <laughs> random scene. But I think we needed it. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. talk about like the men and their like characteristics in the low light. That was so odd to me. But that was a good like of all the road trip freakout m- yeah. movies that was um, up there. Yes. What else, Kate? Uh, we got to talk about the karaoke scene. So they're on the road. They need some money to fix their car. And of course, you know, when Britney Spears is in your movie, you have to find literally any opportunity for her to sing. So yeah. uh, they do karaoke for money, a convenient uh, karaoke bar that people tip when you're good. And it's just ridiculous and incredible. Uh, they go up there. They've got their silly little outfits on, which we'll talk about later. And, you know, Taryn Manning starts singing and she gets nervous and she stops and it's awkward. And then right? Spears steps yeah. up to the mic and takes over. And the whole crowd is like, oh, who is this girl? She's a star. And we're like, it's Britney Spears. Um, and <laughs> exactly. It's just hilarious and ridiculous. And it's great. Mm-hmm. Agreed. <laughs> Also, another scene that I enjoyed, I just was watching this and there's a scene where um, after, you know, Britney Spears gets back from being rejected by her mother, Kim Cattrall, and she's sitting on the bathroom and she's sad and Anson Mount comes in and is like sad with her and it's like Mm. romantic and they have a moment. And I was like, you know what? Like an earnest romance scene in a bathroom always hits. (laughs) Like if they're on the, if the girls on the floor are like being vulnerable in the bathroom and the guy comes in and he like wants to talk to her and like they kiss a little bit and like it's romantic but kind of sad. It hits every time. I was watching this and I was like, you know what? There's that great one in How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Iconic bathroom scene. All time. Uh, There's another good one in Casino Royale which is not really a romance movie but has some good romance in it uh, in the shower. And then there's another good one in Alias where- I, well, it's not like shower sex. They're just like on the floor and being sad and it's romantic. But that's the difference is I'm like, I don't, we don't need a steamy scene in a bathroom, but like it has right. to be kind of sad and raw and uh, emotional. It yeah. hits every time. Well, movies also told me that a lot more was going to happen in the bathroom. Remember bringing on and the tooth, the brushing, the yeah. teeth scene? Like movies told me that the yeah. bathroom was a place of romance yes. and possibility. And it, I don't think it is in real <laughs> life, but maybe for these people. I agree. That scene yeah. does hit. Yeah. <laughs> also more generally, I have seen the poster of this movie for uh-huh. my whole life everywhere. Uh-huh. It's deeply embedded in my brain. It's at an angle. Britney Spears is in this bright yellow t-shirt. Then you have pink and Zoe Saldana in pink and then Taryn Manning in green. So in my head, I can see it very clearly. I don't know who I thought the two women alongside Britney Spears were. <laughs> I did not think they were going to be Zoe Saldana and Taryn Manning. That's funny. I had no idea. And to be honest, it I don't, I don't know. It was weird because they were enemies and then they immediately like regained their best mm-hmm. friendship. So maybe that's right. why some of the friendship chemistry, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know about. But um, I was happily surprised to see 
two other well-known actresses. I just only associate right. Crossroads with Britney Spears. That's, that's how you sure. know it's a, that's how you know it's a star vehicle, like Amelia said. It's a Britney Spears movie. It's true. Everyone exactly. else is along for the ride. <laughs> exactly. Also, it has to be in the highlights. It's written and directed by a woman. It's obviously wow. written by Shonda Rhimes, the icon, the living legend. And then the director is Tamara Davis, who has even as recently as this year said, like, sign me up for a sequel. I'll do it. Love nice. that. We'll have to get everyone back, but I'll do it. Um, and Amelia, you're right. The budget was $12 million and it made $61 million in the box office. So there you go, baby. So suck it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Suck it. Um, all right. Let's do the low lights because there are some here. Go ahead, Amelia. There are. You, when I say you cannot find this movie streaming anywhere, I mean it. You, I tried Googling this movie to hope that it popped up somewhere. I even went to like, you know, Voodoo where you can buy movies, Mm. like literally Mm -hmm. every movie in existence. They only had the trailer. You could not stream it. And I was like, what? So I literally had to go to this website that had about 50 ads advertising for horny women in my area. Yes. Thank God. That was me too. Yeah. I was like so scared to watch it on my work laptop. I was like, I'm just trying to do this for content. Right. So seriously, apologies to Spotify if you see our history. We're not sickos, I swear. It's just that this movie is not streaming anywhere. And that is so rude because- It was so it, distracting. Sorry. It's okay. so No, it is. And then did it- for you, did it like buffer a bunch? Yes. Because it buffered yes. a bunch for me. And so it really, it, this is only a 90 minute film, but it took like five hours to watch. And, <laughs> and um, every time you click it or anything, it like takes you to oh, a pop-up like bingo it, website. I'm like, yeah. stop. Just trying to adjust the volume. <laughs> so annoying. Exactly. <laughs> and it was just like, are you kidding? And what's weird is that this movie is from Paramount and MTV. So it should really be on Paramount Plus, but it's yeah, not your favorite there. Paramount Plus. They let you yes. down. I know. Damn. <laughs> Rude. Very tough. Um, <sighs> my low light uh, is that I I mentioned it earlier, but trying to sell Britney Spears, who I'm sure is great and quite smart in her own way, sure. uh, as an unpopular nerdy valedictorian, yeah. is hilarious. She, I could not believe my ears in this first scene where he was like, a valedictorian like needs her beauty rest. I was like, excuse me? And then she gets to school and Zoe Saldana is dressing her down for being like unpopular and nerdy. I was like, they didn't even try to make her look like unpopular. Like it's pretty spirit. She looks stunningly beautiful and is wearing great clothes and has cute hair. And I was like, this is, this is not, Wait, they didn't even do the odds thing where they like put on a pair of glasses on it. Like, nah, she's they a huge nerd. No, <laughs> yeah. they were like, they you will just try. believe this. Uh, we were yeah. literally introduced to her wearing like a, like boy shorts yeah. and it like yeah. a pink tank top with no bra. It's like, are you yeah. kidding me? That's not, no. you can't have it both ways. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Tough. Um, also what, what I found really confounding was Dan Aykroyd, who, I mean, you know, love Dan Aykroyd, but his Southern accent. What is he trying to do? It's like, I don't know. He's trying to mimic the KFC guy. I don't, it's very strange. Very weird. The accents really came and went in this movie. Some people committed, some people didn't. Uh, Yeah. 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 Let's talk about the men in this movie because (laughs) you got Dan Aykroyd as the weird, overly protective father. Honestly, fine. But then out of nowhere, you have Justin Long, who is Brittany's lab partner, who kind of is sold as like, they're, best friends, but then very clearly not because then they graduate and the night of graduation, you know, in like classic movie form, they're like, we have to lose our virginity. We have to do each other. We can't possibly go to college, you know, with this, uh, virgin, like we have to lose it before I go to college. So Justin Long, you know, and they, they, they like 
essentially Justin Long, it turns into him just like begging and begging her to have sex. And it's like, please, please, please. We have to do it. Like turns into kind of like weird, creepy territory. And also Justin Long doing it also adds to it. Yeah. So yeah, that was weird. He turns into this like predator in the bedroom. Nothing obviously happened. She's just like, this doesn't feel right. Um, and then ends up sleeping with the guy on the road. But even he's kind of weird to me with his like weird freak out after he's like subjected to listening to like chick music for like right. two days. Then he loses his shit. Then he got the boyfriend. Just a lot of weird men um, yeah. in this movie. But yeah. that's fine. It makes us focus on the people that count, which is Brittany, Zoe, and Taryn. But um, <laughs> yeah, just weird energy out of every single man in this movie. It's true. Yeah. Varying yeah. levels of creepiness. Yeah. And then just like I said in the highlights, it gets so dark at the end. I thought this was like a fun, you know, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants-esque, which also, I guess, gets dark, uh, you know, yeah. road trip movie. And then at the end, I was like, oh, no, this really got dark. And yeah, I was I just wasn't ready. I was like, I could do with less serious, sad things in the last half hour of this movie. Agreed. Yes. Yeah. There's a couple. They could have skimmed it a little bit. The, all yeah. the Tared Manning stuff was like really tough. Tough watch. Yeah. 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 Okay, let's do what's aged the best and the worst. Very clearly for me, the best is Shonda Rhimes. She did mm. Crossroads in 2002. She did Princess Diaries to Royal Engagement in 2004. Ooh. And then Grey's Anatomy started in 2005. And then Damn. the rest is history. And it's just like really crazy to think that she wrote this movie and now where she is today. So anyway, I just like, I don't know. It's just yeah. cool that she created this. Definitely. Crushing it. Yeah. Um. What aged the worst? I'm going to take Taryn Manning. Uh. She's been canceled a bunch in recent years for posting like pro Trump stuff. Oh, I was looking really? at her Instagram and like she just has a weird vibe. Um, oh, and also like the orange is the new black craze brought her back for a second, you know, because she mm. played that mm-hmm. like fan favorite character. But then I was thinking about it. and I was like, no one cares about orange is the new black at all anymore. Oh, my God. The, no one cares about the stars. They're not doing anything like we were so obsessed with that show for like three or four years. And now Ruby Rose, do you remember Ruby Ruby, Rose? The Ruby Rose craze? Like she's not doing anything. Like it just all fell right off the map. It's just funny. I was, was, yeah, yeah, it was a real like short and bright flame for Orange is New Black. Um, But yeah, I would say Terry Manning has not, you know, not actually physically, but her career has not aged great. Yeah. She Um, just posted on Instagram about the 20th anniversary with the cast on the red carpet. Oh, Brantley looks so good. Right above the post with the fake Martin Luther King quote talking about saving animals. Um, oh no! So a real oh, range of no. content from Terry oh. Manning. Yikes! Uh, yeah. Uh, compared to that, let's look at. I mean, talk about Zoe Saldana. Wow. Clearly, her career has aged well. Uh, she's doing Star Trek. She's doing Marvel. She's doing Avatar. She is an action star. She's the first person you think of when you're like, I need a woman that's green or purple or blue. <laughs> yeah. um, but. It's crazy to look at the oh amount of teen rom-coms she was in. Like she was uh-huh. a rom-com star for a while there. She did Crossroads. She did Center Stage. She did Ooh. Get Over It. She did Drumline. And then wow. she just totally pivoted, left that all in the rearview mirror and switched to action. And obviously that was the right move for her wallet. Uh, Definitely. But she's pretty good in all these movies. She kind of plays like yeah. the mean girl. And I'm like, I would like her to go back to rom-coms maybe. between Why not? You know, between like green screen action movies. Yeah. Like, talk to a real person. You know, did you yeah. know she signed on to do more avatars until 2028? She's going to be doing no. them until she dies. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. Yikes. Yeah. Yikes. Well, if we so. ever see those movies, who knows? Oh, God. Agreed. Um, this is kind of specific, but I love this. Also, is in 10 Things I Hate About You. 
I love back in the day when they didn't have the audio capabilities that we do now or the recording capabilities. Um, So in a group setting, mostly at school dances or prom, you know, all that stuff, you have like all these little like pitter patter of feet because they had to record it without music. And then they've dubbed music on top of that, but you can still hear like all these little like feet like shuffling around at dances. It's a big time in this movie. And it's it's so, I can only hear it because it's just so funny to me. And I love when that comes up. That is really um, in funny. From the That's so funny. Um, also aged the best is a little band called Bowling for Soup. They oh. have not one, not two, but three songs what? featured in this movie, which is actually a lot if you think about a movie soundtrack and all the other iconic songs that are in this movie. Right. Um, and I have to say, I just did a Bowling for Soup song, a karaoke, um, for a wedding I was at, and it killed. So Bowling for Soup still got it. <laughs> Um, I think we all like it more than we even maybe realize. I dead serious have never heard of this group in my entire life until. Do you know know the song song 1985? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I have heard that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's Blame for Soup. Kate. That's what I'm saying. It's all somewhere. You know, you don't realize, but it's there. (laughs) All right. Last one, Amelia. Trisha Paytas actually did a a version called 2005, but oh, you don't need wow. to. Yeah. Oh, okay. wow. Anyway. Twice in an episode. <laughs> you that's, just can't oh, let her go. Yeah, you so can't let her go. I can't. It's not good. Um, uh, I just, you know, again, I think time is has aged well. But time has proved well for this movie because, it, yeah, it has its flaws. But I think people are starting to understand that it's a lot more nuanced than uh, you think it was at first glance, at first watch. Uh, Mm -hmm. It really does do a great job to kind of chronicle where Britney was in her career, where she really was not a girl, not yet a woman. (laughs) And yet we put so many expectations on her and the whole like, are you a virgin? But you're so slutty. And like it's just like, oh, gross. And, you know, Lucy kind of has to deal with that stuff. Mm -hmm. And also I find it interesting um, her parents suck in this movie and mm-hmm. her parents suck in real life too. So mm-hmm. yeah, layers. Mm-hmm. there's layers. A really here. controlling father. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, all right. This one next category will be quick. MVP. Who could it be? It's gotta be Brittany. There's no other candidate. Yep. There just isn't. Not one. even close. That might be our, the easiest decision we've made in all the cringe votes. Yeah. Um, all right, <laughs> quickly, true. lightning round questions. Who is the craziest random celebrity in this movie? I've changed my answer multiple times. I think I'm going Kim Cattrall out of left field as like Britney's horrible, neglectful mother. Who do you guys have? From Phoenix, yeah. Well, actually, funny that you say that. So my friend, Drew, who listens to this podcast, hi, Drew, he tweeted at Kim Cattrall Years ago, saying, Where's the crossroads too? Let's do it. And she liked the tweet. So, really? Yeah. yeah this was, it was interesting. She was in this. This is like her height of the Sex in the City fame. Like, this was I 2002. Know. And they picked, which means, I don't know that it was a good get for Kim Cattrall and it was good for crossroads. I don't know. It's cool that she's in this. Yeah, totally. I, yeah. I, and I think there's a lot of mutual respect there between her and Brittany. So, very nice to see. Um, yes, I thought that was crazy. I also thought Dan Aykroyd as the stern father is just, it's hilarious. So, yes. you know, I agree. I think the most random is probably Kim Cattrall. But I did want to note that Anson Mount and Zoe Saldana both ended up in separate Star Trek adaptations. Wow. That they're both working on, I think, now still. Uh, just like the unexpected crossroads to Star Trek pipeline. Like, who could have seen that coming? Not I. <laughs> um, but you That's never true. know. 
You never know. That's funny. Also, Justin Long came and went in this movie in the first 10 oh, minutes. Right. Thought we were going to see him again. And never again. Yeah. Wow. No. Never. Um, what was your guys' favorite early 2000s fashion from this movie, Amelia? Um, you know what? The movie is making me want to purchase a bucket hat. There's some great bucket hats going on. Agreed. In this really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I genuinely thought that all the fun hairstyling was great and cute. Britt's got the best haircut in this movie. It's kind of like the Jennifer yeah. Aniston Friends haircut, but a little oh longer. Very PC, very mm-hmm. cute. Um, we got the butterfly clips, the pigtails, the bangs, the bandanas. I was just like, this is all back. Like I'm seeing this on TikTok every day. Oh, God. Um, which doesn't necessarily mean it's good, but I thought it was fun. And then I also just think, you know, they're backstage at this karaoke bar and they're like, you know, if we have to make tips, like we have to be sexy. And then they come out and obviously they're supposed to be in these like pop star outfits, but they're literally the worst outfits you've ever seen in your entire life. Britt's hair is crimped. She's got a crop top cut off. Uh, They're wearing like the like transparent chiffon going out like one sleeve tops. I'm like, these, this is terrible. This is so bad. Uh, So yeah, great stuff. I like the sunglasses that Zoe Saldana rocks mm. the entire Ooh. time, which are, what would you call that? The like gradient shade. Yeah, like, of, like the ombre. Brown. Yeah, yeah, ombre lens brown sunglasses with a little tiny rhinestone um, heart in the corner. I used to have a pair and then at summer camp, I traded them. Actually, I traded my baby G watch, which at the time was weird. It was the nice G. thing I owned for a pair of th- these sunglasses. My mom was so mad at me because wow. those baby Gs are expensive, but they I really expensive. wanted those sunglasses. That's so, so funny. Oh my God. You win some, you lose some. <laughs> um, lastly, in this category, what is the best Britney cover of a song in this movie, Amelia? Um, you know what? I truly loved when they started singing Man, I Feel Like a Woman by Shania Twain in the car and it made Ben so upset that he had like this crazy <laughs> meltdown. So that was fun. Yeah. Uh, I hated the Bye 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 car mm. karaoke. I was like, this is too meta. This is taking me out of it. Uh, sure. <laughs> uh, we could have skipped that one, but the other ones were great. Yeah. I did actually not a cover as I'm realizing, but her um, I'm Not a Girl, Not Yet a Woman kind of twice in this movie really hits deep. And it's I, great. It's yes. Great song. All right. Let's do Tea Time's unanswerable questions next. Amelia, go ahead. Yes. So Doja Cat, who I love, had a cover. I think it was in conjunction with like Taco Bell, of course. Um, sure. Of whole celebrity skin. And it is so good. And it impressed Courtney Love, which I feel like is hard to do because remember when she came for Olivia Rodrigo for that concept of like the crying beauty queen, which is like, oh, that's yeah. not anyone's concept, but okay. Mm. Um, but she she was like posting it to her Instagram and she was just like, oh my God, Doja Cat is awesome. And the song is really good and Doja just does a great job. But I was wondering, would people be into a Doja Cat like cover of 90s songs and like I would personally so this might be just a me thing okay cool what songs would you like her to sing and Doja Cat please just take this idea and run with it you know love Doja I would love that I'm struggling to think of any specific songs Amelia did you have one I do I might have had maybe four yes okay (laughs) hit us Okay, so I was thinking Alanis Morissette's Head Over Feet or You oh, Ought to Know. Yeah, yeah Wouldn't that be fun? I would love to hear a cover of uh, Christina Aguilar's Genie in a Bottle by her. <gasps> That's a good one. Wouldn't that be fun? Um, yeah. Radiohead's Creep would be kind of cool. To, oh, yeah. She did her own version. Whoa. Uh-huh. I know. And then also Marilyn Manson's Dope Show is forever ruined for me because he is 
an asshole and a horrible person. She could redeem and, it. Mm, so she could redeem it. it from him entirely. Yeah. Exactly. So okay, now that we're crossing ideas. genres, Amelia, what do you think yes. about Waterfalls by TLC? Oh, oh I yes, I would love okay. that. And then this is really out there, but what do you think about Wonderwall by Oasis? Something <laughs> I feel like I don't know. I'm it into that. Work. No, okay. I love that idea. I think she can. I again, I think this her doing this whole song really proved that she can do different genres and yeah. do them well. So yeah. she's so fun. Do it. She's she all she over is. my TikTok these days. She's just so fun to watch. She is really fun to watch. She's Great. really talented, you know? So. Um, okay, my question. I just put one word, thoughts, um, because this is a rich text and I actually really am just curious what you guys think about this because I've changed my opinion a couple times now in the course of 24 hours. So, oh my Disney, God, I'm sorry. <laughs> this is Disney really funny. has announced that they are going to start developing planned communities like homes oh my God. for fans who, quote, never want to leave its clutches. That's a Verge article. But here's <laughs> the plan. I <laughs> want to leave its clutches. <laughs> we have like only a couple minutes left to be like, we're going to we're going to get I'm through. Sorry. This. Okay. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's called Story Living by Disney, and it's going to be part of their like themes parks division. And it is a community like, you know, for residential living. Um, it is a quote energetic community with the warmth and char- charm of a small town and the yeah. beauty of a resort. They're going to build wow. this in um, like Coachella Valley, like near Palm Desert in California. It's 1900 housing units. It's going to be villas, condos, and houses um, around a 24-acre grand oasis, which Disney says will offer clear turquoise waters powered by the Crystal Lagoon technology deployed at its results. Um, as it resorts, sorry. So, you know, guests can come. They can purchase day passes and get onto the premises. Um, There's also going to be a section of the community for residents age 55 and up. So they are trying to expand from, you know, storytelling, they said, to story living. Oh. So do you guys think this is super weird and dystopian? Are you kind of like, well, maybe it could be kind of cool. What do you guys think? It feels inevitable, to be honest with you. Hmm. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I just think, yeah, this is something that's been in the works for a while. You know, I have nothing against Disney adults. If you, you know, as long as you're not hurting anyone and you love Disney, fine. If it makes you happy, you know what? I will make fun of you, but also I respect that you have something in your life that you love so much and can appreciate. And also, if you've ever been to a Disney park, they're very clean. They're very clean. So um, I think that is, you know, uh, a plus. So would you guys ever live there? No, <laughs> no. Although, can I say I saw that, you know, you know, Studio Ghibli, is that how you pronounce it? Yes. Like all the like Totoro and stuff. Yeah. They're making a theme park with like no rides <gasps> in Japan where you can oh. just like walk around and like experience oh. like the animation, and like the beautiful settings and like cartoon like experiences. And I don't like rides. So that's like my kind of experience. Yeah. And I do want to go to that. I'm not a theme that's park cool. person, but like I do want to just like vibe among like fantastical settings. This is you know? your chance, yeah. Kate. There's not a ride so, in sight. It's just a community. Yeah. Mm. I would be more likely to do that than like go on a roller coaster at Disney World. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Really? Not like forever. Wow. But no, well, this might be for forever. I just like to hang out, you know? <laughs> no, I get that. I mean, I know a decent amount of people who are into Disney. Um, yeah. And I think even honestly... 
the people who work at Disney, from what I remember, they a lot of them drink the Kool-Aid. So I could see a lot of them trying to sign up for this. Mm. So it's like mm. you're gonna have to this is I feel like this is gonna be a really competitive market, oh, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Also, it's really out there. You know, you're not gonna be cl- this That's is a true. real community. Um yeah. because it's not close to anything and you're kind of far flung in the desert. But it's true. Uh, we'll see. Okay. I wanted you to have everything thoughts you on. Need. Thank you for that. It's very um, interesting. Last question, Kate. Um, okay, last question. This is inspired by the picture that Martha Stewart took with Guy Fieri at the Super Bowl. Um, wow. A lot of people sent it to Tea Time, which is funny because I'm like, they are related celebrities. Like, they're both in the food space. Like, it's not like... I mean, there are two people that we talk about uh, sort of outside of their food connections. But uh, people were like, oh, this is so Tea Time, which it is. But it inspired me to think, what combination of two or three random celebrities would be like the absolute most Tea Time friendship or relationship like people we talk about (laughs) that you know don't usually hang out haven't dated and I think you could argue that Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian a year ago would have been the answer to this question like the people that's so true two people who you know don't really hang out aren't already friends that occupy a lot of space on our outlines every week uh and are in different worlds of celebrities I think that would have blown our minds a year ago we would have been like oh my god that is peak tea time however since we've already got that uh who are like the other random people that we talk about that we could pair up? I have some ideas, but please let me know if you also have ideas. Uh, there's some recency bias here, but Julia Fox and Noah Centineo. <laughs> I think that could be like her rebound. Oh my uh, Centineo is up And there that would like sure. unite tea time past and present. That's you know, he's been one. off of That's our, wild. he's been off of our radar for a while. Um, yeah. Yeah. Kiki Palmer and Zac <laughs> Efron, like two staples, uh, kind of in the same like area of their career. I don't think that she should date him, but like, it's, this is the, this is what I'm thinking. This is like the kind of people These are good. that These I'm are trying good. to think of. Um, and then maybe like Grimes and Bella Thorne could hang out or date or just Bella have a Thorne throuple. is a um, deep cut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just feel like there are people that like we have kind of fallen off our radar, but we used to talk about all the time. And then people we currently talk about all the time. Do you guys yeah. have any ideas? Who could we pair up? What can we manifest and put into this oh, world? God. I think content. strong contenders are uh, Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox. Like that's the yeah, new world tea time that we plucked happening. someone from yeah. old world tea time. Um, because I would have never in a million years thought a couple of years ago we'd be talking about Machine Gun Kelly. I don't even know if I knew who that was. So yeah. Yeah. There are a lot of like, I guess, options that I don't want to, I don't want to manifest oh. into this world. <laughs> um, but because we just talk about a lot of cursed people. Uh, right. What, but yeah, I don't know. Amelia is thoughts? Timothy Chalamet single? Because what if I, what I if he one. got with Julia Fox and they had a thruple with, um, who did we just say? Grimes? Date? Bell Thorne? No, oh, with Noah Centineo. Noah Centineo? That yeah. Was, I, wow. Wow, that's just such a cursed sentence. Wow. Um, wow. See, you're on the right track. This is what I'm thinking. Thanks. Like the, the combinations that we would not have previously considered. Ever, um, yeah. 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 Also, I know Sophie, maybe platonically, Sophie Turner, she was like our it person mm. for a while. Mm-hmm. She's a mother now. She's kind of like gone off the grid, but I think she right. also had time. She might in be the pregnant again. Time. Yeah. yeah. Might I be. Know. Appears to be. I know. Unconfirmed. Crazy. Unconfirmed. Yeah. Um, Sorry. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I we, we need her wow. back in our life. We keep saying that. I know. I agree. She's she busy being good. a mom. Yeah. yeah. I know. She's got to leave the valley. Yeah. I Come guess you can't have it all. Yeah. Okay. I know. That's all right. We have Julia Fox now. Maybe That's next week. Maybe true. we'll get a confirmation. Don't say that. <laughs> um, oh, my God. Okay. But you That's know what? Can I, just, can I just briefly say that Kate mentioned this in Slack. What did you, you said that Ju- Julia Fox has Emily 
Radikowski's. I would love to know what Emily Radikowski and Julia Fox think of each other because they have. The I can't stop thinking about this. You know. Yeah. You're and right. they occupy very similar roles so on right. our internet, but like one of them is like very chaotic, and the other one is less chaotic. And I just, I just, <sighs> I need so to write like what they a think thing about piece each other. for that for the ringer about it because it's blowing my mind. <laughs> please, please yeah. do. Yeah, I don't know, Andrew. Are wanna... you listening? No, you're not. But <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's Sorry. it. We're wrapping this pot up. Yes. Thank you so much to you guys who listen. Thank you to Kaya, our producer. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Hallowell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.